Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Sam Amick. I'm Fred Katz. And I'm Anthony Slater. Listen to us throughout the playoffs on the Tampering Podcast as we break down the most important games and series. We'll also take a look at the big picture implications for each win and each loss. Might even have a Lopez reference in there. Join us for the Tampering Pod every Tuesday right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFord. Join me and Tony Jones every week over on Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. We break down the highs and lows from every Utah Jazz game, and right now we're following along on their hopeful championship run in the playoffs. So come hang out with me and Tony every single week over at Game Notes, a show about the Utah Jazz, only at The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show, Monday through Friday, on The Athletic Podcast Network. <coughs> uh, guys, I gotta say, Bucks in four. It's a sweep. The Bucks are just better. Like, they they miss P.J. Dozier, man. Like, like that's, that's where their defense is. Bruh. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. This is good. This is good stuff. We now join programming in progress. This is a conversation I actually want to listen to. This is the fraudulence. Because, see, now, because I, I agree with Jay, but also, Zach, I don't know that you're wrong, because I think maybe we're under... Yo, yo, you can't yo, this Suns like sun, sun, no, no, no. team, no, Dave's right, this Suns team is so much better good. than this Nuggets team, yeah. healthy, I don't and, care. Yeah. Well, now, hold on, now, this is the thing, though, we don't know what the Nuggets were going to turn into, like, they, we, they were 9-1 and one after the uh, Aaron Gordon trade, Aaron Gordon being the fourth guy was kind of sweet for them. And so, yeah, anyway, I, I think that's something we should definitely talk about. Like, that is Here's who they uh, beat. top of mind. Here's who they beat. Hold on real quick, because I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no, no. That run. No, no, no. And yeah. that run, I don't think, is like they're they're not they're not the best team in the league. But I do think that if this team had had time to build chemistry with that dude out there, because they were one guy short, I thought. And yeah, one guy's Kevin Durant. Well, no shit. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I did think that they – like this would be a much closer series, obviously, if they were healthy. But Phoenix right now, they're just playing their best fucking yeah. basketball yeah. all year long. No, right I, think it, I think it could have gone five if they were healthy. I think it could have gone five. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. I think they would have had a chance at winning a If game. they had Billy, it would have been a sweep. You're right. They would have swept the Suns if they had Billy. Are you kidding me? That's Professor Big Shots to you. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it take so long to start Monty Morris? Like it's time to go home and you're starting your best backcourt player. Look, man, you don't just Yo, first take of all, hold Austin on. When, when Monty Morris is okay. obviously your best backcourt player, that's when you know no, you're, you're screwed. screwed. Well, yeah, yeah, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Right? You're not gonna no, come out of Monty here. Would start, Monty would probably start for like five teams, right? Yeah, like the the worst five teams in the entire league. He could play. Yeah, but, and it's like mm-hmm. you have guys like that to insert into this starting lineup when you, the guy ahead of him gets exactly. hurt. Right. right. You wait until and, and, well, but remember though, home. he was hurt. Yeah. Remember he was coming off the injury. 
That's so true. like his minutes were still being. Let's save this shit for the pod. I, I want to. Is every is everybody recording? No, I wasn't recording. I haven't okay. recorded. I, ha- I have a recording. I'm recording so now. We can, always, we can always throw this at the end of the pod or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let, but, we'll let Jade play around with it. Yeah, but I really do like. I, I do think that that's a conversation that's that's worth having. Yeah, yeah, but like, as soon as Murray went down, they were screwed. Like. Uh-huh. There was no chance they were going to do anything of abs- actual substance. Yeah. And their thing was, they were going to be defensively challenged no matter what. State ball. And Murray's down and hurt. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jamal Murray is in massive pain. But they needed their offense to be so good that it didn't matter. And and once you lose Murray, you lose all hope of that. And then on top of that, like losing Murray means Rivers and Gordon all of a sudden start feeling themselves and taking step back bullshit and and not running right, like, as much offense as they should through through Jokic. So we're just doing the show now, right? <laughs> yeah, we're just well, I'm recording. We're all recording, I think, at this point. So I don't even care. Here's your cold open, everybody. Good. Bruh. New York strips thick. Ooh. Welcome to the Basketball Buzz edition of the Athletic NBA Show. Jade, leave all that in. All of that is we're on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. That's Jay King. That's James Edwards III. That's Dave DeFore. And we are rocking in this Sunday night uh, as we watch the Nuggets. Uh, hey, look, by the time we finish this episode, we're not going to know if they've been eliminated yet. But we're pretty sure they're... <laughs> Good night, sweet Nuggets. Um, you know what's weird about this? You know what's weird about this Nuggets thing is that I just... I would have guessed at the trade deadline that Aaron Gordon was going to bring all of that Orlando Magic success to the Nuggets. And you know what? It looks like he did. He brought all of it. Hey, now. <laughs> all right. All right, No, we, no look. Great look. joke. But come on. The no, guy no, goes no. from where he's the second best player on the Orlando Magic behind Nikola Vucevic, another one of your favorites, to being like the fourth best player and maybe even the fifth, like depending on the night, you know, and, and how guys are looking like Monty Morris coming off the bench or Will Barton if he's healthy. To being the fourth or fifth guy, I, man, that was a it was a great trade, and I think it was going to work out great, you know. But Jamal Murray tears his ACL, and just like you know, I mean, we watched Kyrie do that. Whatever happened to his ankle today? I mean, it looked like his the the actual bone touched the ground. He yeah, rolled it so hard. Nasty. Yeah, yeah it that, did not that look was good. A tough, but tough but like a, as we just watched, I mean, it's a game changing injury when you lose the guy who is. You know, one half of of your one two punch. So I think we're being you know, disrespectful Murray, to Suns. They have I think the no Suns ball skills. Suns would have smoked them anyway. You know why? Because DeAndre Ayton is like basically playing Nikola Jokic to a standstill. But but He's hold perfect. on. It's it's way tougher to guard Nikola Jokic when he actually has a pick and roll partner. Right. You've, you've like, got like give you've him Jamal Murray and all of a sudden defenders on the Suns team. All of a sudden, it makes oh, that, that's Jokic's true. life so much easier. And then, like, I don't know. The, the Nuggets backcourt is probably as bad as we've seen a backcourt in the second round of the playoffs that I can remember. It's, I mean, 
and Faku Composo is five foot nine, and I respect right. the hell out of Faku. I I really do. So do I. But he played, he's playing his ass off. And Luke Dawson Rivers, he's carved out a long career too. You you wait until it's time to go home though to start your best backcourt player. Like I understand yeah. he, you had to ease him in minutes, oh, whatever injury. But it's like that's disrespectful to Flint. I'm shocked. That's disrespectful to the city of Flint to have Austin Rivers and Compazzo starting above Monty Morris. Monty Morris could start on teams in this league, and you literally oh, have guys like that. He's a Flintstone. I, I, James, I got to be honest. I don't think respecting the city of Flint is high on any it's, coach's list here. It ought to be. It ought to be. It's the only thing that makes sense because I've watched Austin Rivers for a long time. And I like I, I like like Jay. I like watching Compazzo, but when it's time, it's nut crunching time. You got to play your best player big minutes, and Monty Morris is just now starting, and it's not working out. But still, um, yeah, that, I, I'm just baffled that it took until the last game of the season for that decision to be made. This this well, is why and, you know is- to your point to your point. By the way, I mean, anytime you're playing in a series against Chris Paul, you know it's nut crunching time, and yeah. you need to play Monty Morris. Literally, he's pulling everything. The nuts. He's but pulling the, the, everything. the other Absolutely. side of that is when when <laughs> Jokic is your only playmaker, you like you kind of need someone else in the second unit, and so I get why they did that. Like, like there's so much on Jokic right now, and there's. There's so much on Michael Porter Jr. There's so much on Monty Morris, of all people. Like, we, we are talking about whether they should have started Monty Morris earlier. And that that's when you know you're screwed. <laughs> right. Well, the game, hey, what was the respect. game uh, like, against no, Portland? No disrespect I was like, <laughs> literally just thinking to myself, man, this, this series is Mateen different. Fries, if, shout out to Mo Peterson. P.J. Dozier. Charlie Bell. Even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, look, the injuries matter, but I think the Suns team would have kicked their ass anyway. Maybe not swept I agree them, with that. But I just think the Suns team's a lot better. And look, look, Aaron Gordon seems way more concerned with what his scoring is in a dunk contest than, he, than anything that's happened. Like you say that they need another playmaker. <laughs> he averaged four assists this season on the Magic who can't score. Like if he yeah, wants to move it, the ball, he can move the ball. Like I just, this it's is a, what I didn't get at the trade deadline, right? And granted, like it yeah. was a different team with a healthy Jamal Murray. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. But... The idea that Aaron Gordon was going to tie everything up into a pretty little bow, like he's fucking Rasheed Wallace going to Detroit, didn't make sense to me. Like, he's a nice player, but there's no part of Aaron Gordon's career up until this point where you thought, dude, that dude's a winner. I agree, but if you have him as your fourth guy, don't you feel pretty good? And here's the thing about... can't shoot? Here's the thing about why everyone sold themselves on Aaron Gordon. Because everyone sold you know themselves why. on the idea that Aaron Cord would would be different outside of the Orlando Magic, and yes. and and part of that was having a legitimate point guard next to him for the first time ever. Wow, shots fired! And, and, and so so when when Murray went down, <laughs> when Murray went down, the idea of of that kind of exploded. He's not a real point guard. Jamal Murray isn't. He's not a real point guard. He's not even a well, point guard a tw- on this team. He's a twenty twenty one point but, guard. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I agree with yeah. that. He he would have he would have made everything easier for Aaron Gordon. And like I feel like Aaron Gordon's the type of dude that when when things go a little bad for his offense, he tries to like do way too much himself. 
well, when things are going very good for his offense, like he can fit in, he can cut, he can do all of those things. And so the more talent that's around him, the more likely he is to stay away from his worst habits. But when there's less talent, he's he's kind of reverting back to the bad habits. And he you hasn't want less been... Aaron Gordon shots, and it, Jamal Murray would give you less Aaron Gordon shots. He, took, he, he takes eight a game. Like what, how, how, how few, how few yeah, shots? He's do you also want him to take? yeah. He disappeared right. Yeah. Like see, this is the issue: is that he hasn't stepped up at all in a way where you can even say he's attempting to help replace some of the Jamal Murray stuff. Because look, at the end of the day, yeah, it's great that in theory you got this guy to be your fourth or fifth best guy, but that's not how it is today. And you've got to be able to just do more. And, and you know, again, we're, we're asking Monty Morris to do a lot, and Monty Morris. Is not Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon should be better. And to to you know call him out a little bit, I, I actually think that completely makes sense. It's just that this team is not the team. You know, like I don't think the Nuggets are looking at what's happening out there and feeling awful about Aaron Gordon. No, the trade the trade should have happened. They didn't give up a whole lot. Right, they didn't. And and see, and then the, the other thing about this trade was you know losing Gary Harris, who probably wouldn't even be playing now anyway, but. Theoretically, that's another guard. Be nice to have him on that Devin they would Booker. have had, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like they, they really are just kind of, I mean, they're super shorthanded. And let's not forget, man, the Nuggets are the last of the final four from the bubble still going and they look dead. I mean, you know, you, we can make fun of Jokic for, for how he looks, but there's a huge difference between the way he looks now and the way he looked even three weeks ago. Well, but his legs. In game three, we wa- I watched it happen. Like the best defense that they had was that first quarter of game one, and it was all about Jokic going out high and blitzing in the pick and roll. And then you know they'd have the help rotate, and he would would recover. Well, I mean they wore him out yeah. too fast, and also it wasn't working because Chris Paul and Devin Booker are really fucking good. So I, I think Zach, like I'm with right, you, right? And he's not, and he just like he can't defend in the first place. Like I'm, I'm done with this well, internet shit. No, he no, defends dude. differently, man. They don't, they don't like the numbers match up. Like he can't defend. Well, that is the it, he can't defend. He doesn't defend like we all just expect NBA centers to defend at the basket. And so, like end of game possessions, you know, I expect him to not screen his own teammates. Well, all right. Well, I mean that happens all the time. Chris Paul is going to do that to you. But I, I think that, like, the end of game stuff, like, he should not have been subbed out. When, when was this? Was it against Portland? He got subbed out? It was, out? like, game four against Portland, something, maybe, or something they like shouldn't that. Have done it. It's yeah. so, you know, you were talking about Michael Malone's weird coaching stuff. Michael, Michael Malone. Michael Malone, my, my apologies. That's one of them. Because Jokic is the best option that he has as a center defender. He just doesn't defend the rim. Like, the issue is they don't, like, Paul Millsap getting old has kind of sapped that guy who, who could offer a little bit of extra rim protection, but they just don't have a, you know, a Kevin Durant who can, who can be that, that sort of, you know, backline helper. I mean, you know, Anthony Davis would be a great, a great fix. Their defense has nothing too. like NBA defenses need versatility and they have, they have two guards who are basically point guard size or less. And they're staying in drop. They have, they have Michael Porter Jr., who still doesn't really know what's going on, even though he's improved. Has he? <laughs> and they have Jokic, who looked at improved this who is like and smoked. Has definitely got a little better, but he's still not going to be like Tyson Chandler at any point in his career. <laughs> like they they miss PJ Dozier, man. Like like that's that's where their defense is. <laughs> what are we talking about? Give Javale McGee 
But we should be talking about the Suns. Let's stop talking about the Wait, Nuggets, hold on. Hold, no, 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 no. We're not going to say their defense fell apart because they don't have P.J. Dozier and then just let that walk. I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> say that. Jade, play the tape. I said they could use P.J. Dozier, though, which is the truth. They miss P.J. Dozier. Yeah, like, Dozier. Like that's, that's where their defense Jade, is. Jade, play the tape. They miss P.J. Dozier. P.J. Dozier. That's where their defense is. I mean, I know this team, you know, definitely needs me that guy on defense. Jade, play the tape. They miss P.J. Dozier. That's where their defense is. The players swore by you. That. They swore by your talent and your workout. They miss PJ Dozier. What sold them on you, and how how did you continue to apply that in the way that you did? That's where their defense is. You know, my teammates just seeing me come in every day. I said they could use PJ Dozier though, which is the truth. Let me ask you this question because uh, you know one of the excuse machine options is is the you know, the last team from the bubble, right? Or last team to play deep into the bubble. Um, I want to I want to see if you guys can pick up on a trend here. What do Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Facundo Campazzo, Austin Rivers, and Jamal Green all have in common? <laughs> they're not <laughs> Nikola Jokic, motherfuckers right? playing that series. Yeah, I thought you were going to say they're trash. Jokic is the only guy on that no. team that matters, right? Like, I mean, let, let's just be honest I like about Will this, Barton. right? Jokic is the only guy that matters, uh, except for uh, Jamal Murray. So no Jamal Murray and Jokic is the only guy that really matters. Michael Porter Jr. tweaked his back in game one. So you're not even getting good Michael Porter Jr., whatever that looks like. I, I do think, like, you, you got to say they're certainly out of gas. And Jokic is the that, only one that actually matters. I'll tell you what that uh, that tweak back is. A tweak back is Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges up in his ass. <laughs> That's what that tweak back is. Those oh, you're dudes. a Jay Crowder guy now, huh? What? He's about to lead the team to the finals for, you know, two straight years. That's what I'm saying. Win the finals. <laughs> That's what I've been saying all along. <laughs> hey, this we, this hasn't been talked about when it comes to the Suns. Are they the only team left that has like a? How do I describe it? Like there are no worries in their world. Every other team, everything's house has, money at this point. Like yeah, there's no injuries. Like, like they, there's a good vibe. Yeah. Everybody else is like you could go through every single team still playing and point out something that like Atlanta's not having fun anymore against Philly. Philly's worried about Embiid's knees crumbling. Obviously, the Nets have issues. Uh, Milwaukee has issues. The Clippers and Jazz have issues like Phoenix is going into a finals and they're going to have rest a Western Conference finals with rest and great spirits. And I think I don't know if that calculates into the equation at all, but I think that should mean something. I mean, it's house money, like you said. They just got yeah. jinxed by James Edwards. <laughs> no, this is not the power, power rankings. rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Madden curse. Season, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, man, you're right. And then I think you've got to say, after seeing like DeAndre Ayton in his first two playoff series. Dude. What the hell? Yeah. Guys are getting better. Look, he was good this season. He wasn't this yeah. good. Well, like, he's, maybe he's a 16 game player, man. Like his game is so funny. <laughs> and, and, you know, I got into this conversation on Twitter because, you know, we talked about how hard it is to project defense. Right. And and I know I'm very famous for talking about how I thought Jaron Jackson is like, are you very potentially famous potentially like Tim Duncan level is defender. famous the right I, word? Well, infamous. I asked, infamous. I asked, I asked I still you if he was going to be a Hall of Famer, and <laughs> no. you said yes. I did. I did. Because I really Michigan just State. believe in that guy. Oh, he still geez, may geez. wind up being a Hall of Famer, by the way. <laughs> uh, but I, I will tell you that I think that it's getting harder and harder to to just say, after you see a guy play one year as center, that this guy is going to be a good defender or not. I think that that yeah. is – like, Aiton is a perfect example of that because there's so many people that watched him, and maybe it's just the discourse – 
But they watched him for one year at the University of Arizona playing for Especially a guy. Under, I don't, that fraud, Sean Miller. All that right, coach, like, that dude's a fraud. Right. Yeah, thank you. Sucks. Fraud. <laughs> and and playing Miller. out of position so often because, you know, uh, yeah. Rustic was playing there with him. Um, and, and just making these judgment calls. And, and certainly a lot of people saw him play a lot of basketball. I did, too. And the stuff that I paid attention to with Aiton is, look at how beautiful it is when he runs down the court. Look at how that guy moves side to side really well. Wow, he's just really well built. when he sprints I mean, down the court. It's just like the guy is, I, I don't know, man. He's one of the best athletes that I've just ever seen in person. Just the way he moves, it's very graceful. And he's a sharp guy. So the, all of this just makes sense. And then you, they, we saw the development when he got Ricky Rubio there. And then mm-hmm. with Chris Paul, I mean, I just, I said this. I mean, Seth and I wrote a thing about uh, Phoenix, uh, a preview. And we said it. We were like, Chris Paul is going to be the biggest boon to DeAndre Ayton's career. And this year is like, we're going to know if Ayton is going to be a, like a real player or not because he's going to play with Chris Paul. Man, Ayton fucking rules. Yo, he he's move. a real player. He sure is. Yeah. And what I love Paul. about what I love about the team, though, right, is that and we talked about this a bunch in terms of their decision making as an organization, but they didn't. They didn't take the 8-0 in the bubble last year and go, here we are. We've arrived. Get it? Right. Well, they went out and they actually did improve, right? (laughs) Like they took took an opportunity to improve at the position that they knew they needed to improve the most because like Rubio's offensive limitations were an issue for them. And and to be able to like luck into Chris Paul, I mean, that's just amazing. James Jones, I think, built a a basketball team. This this team is timeless. Shot it would up. fit in just about any era. If you look at it, they have traditional positions, but they can also play positionless. And, I mean, it is very clear, like, Chris Paul is their point guard. Devin Booker is their shooting guard. They have their wings, and, and they have a traditional center. Yeah. It, it is a really cool thing to watch. Shout out to the Suns for not fucking caring about a contract and going to get a good player. Like it's <laughs> yeah. that, it, is that still a bad contract? Call the me contract he's going to opt out of and get more money. Is that still a bad contract? Man, if he takes them to the finals, there is well, there is the one thing of just like after the honeymoon period, it gets a little awkward, right? Yeah. Well, I keep thinking Chris Paul, maybe for the rest of his career, just should go around and and boost young teams you know what i mean <laughs> resurrect Fucking teams nomad. absolutely yeah. it would be amazing you, you want to like, impress like me, if he Chris went to Paul? minnesota yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say you want to impress me go go make minnesota or sacramento a winner yeah. that's I what i wish lebron say. did that like just there was follow around that thought he was Rubio. gonna do that just go to different teams every two years and that would be his legacy that'd be but now it's Kawhi. so uh Kawhi ended up jumping in <laughs> on that ship <laughs> right well, it was actually danny um, green really is who's doing it yeah. Oh, I mean, if we get a Danny Green versus Jay Crowder series, I mean, it's gonna be the, amazing. The tension between you and Jay will never be greater than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Danny Green might not even play, man. This this calf strain is uh, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, he's, that's at least three weeks, right? Like, it doesn't sound good. Um, speaking of injuries, guys, if you were hoping for more injuries during the playoffs, you got them on Sunday as Kyrie Irving uh, landed on Giannis's foot. And uh, left the game about halfway through the second quarter. Did not return. Uh, we'll f- find out if he can even make it Tuesday night in order to play in game five. But uh, James Harden's not coming back anytime soon. It doesn't sound like there's Kyrie Irving at 70% or whatever that percentage would be or Kyrie Irving not at all. Um, James, the 
the, the Nets might be screwed here. Like, uh, yeah. Mike Budenholzer may have. They went from invincible default, right? like, two games ago. <laughs> this flip so quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it was, I, I don't think it was going to be that bad going into game three and four, just because like you are going to get a little bit of a boost at home. Right. Especially with role players. Um, but man, like, look, unless Joe Harris becomes like Clay Thompson, I, I don't know what the Nets do if they don't have two of their three best players. It's and the thing with the ankle as somebody who's a, um, a, a anointed doctor after covering the Pistons for many years. Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, rolled You're a his, doctor, <laughs> Dr. Edward, yeah. Reggie Jackson, rolled, like there is. So there's the grade three ankle sprain, which they'd say at that point, it's almost it's you'd rather break it. And what KD had, or I'm sorry, what Kyrie had looked very bad. And then I think the report came out. He was on crutches after. Um, yeah. And then walking boot too. Like that sounds like grade three territory, which if I recall was like, it could be like three months. And mm-hmm. then you lose depth because I mean, shout out to Mike James. It's cute. Um, but yeah. And then you, you just lose. Harden's not coming it's back. Not that cute. Yeah, it's not that cute. Harden's not coming <laughs> back. And I want to shout out Bud for a second. Is did, Ooh, did Bud for, season. did Bud foresee a Steve Nash? This he was sending messages through the media. I need I need to our guys need to play low minutes. We need to we need to get them along this series because Steve Nash is playing the hell out of his players. KD with forty two again tonight, and it looks like at the right time two and two. The Bucks look semi rested. The Nets look the opposite. Shout out to Bud. He may have had the what? foresight to. What the fuck I are also you talking felt like- about? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> They're in this because two of the three best players are injured. Unless he went in there and told Giannis, yo, make sure he lands on your foot. I don't know what strategy has been employed. But I, I will say uh, their offense was a little bit more <laughs> uh, offensive, right? Like they were actually running actions to get stuff. rusted. But but they still they still are doing stuff that is, it just drives me nuts. You know, like every Giannis three is a victory for the Nets defense, and every well, that's single time Giannis, he I know that's not like right, Bud man. Man. But this is on Bud. That's Giannis. See, this we, is we on need you Bud, to pull up man. Here. Huh? But that's on Giannis. So I agree with that. That's on Giannis. No, nah, that's on Bud, man. Right. That's on Bud. It's not like Bud sitting there on the sideline like Giannis. We we need you to pull up here. People were going at, at Bud. That's Giannis to me. Coaches need to coach. And if your star player does things that shoots your team in the foot, he needs to not do those. And look, man, like it is literally like this is this is do or die for for Bud in particular. We're talking about the NBA, though. I understand. When do the star players ever do ever not do what they want to do? I don't know, man. But if you can't handle the star player, maybe that says more about you than the star player. Three point shooting, three point shooting. You've probably been on the side, Dave, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. That Ben Simmons needs to shoot threes because yeah, he needs to loosen of, up the defense a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It so, so coaches ha- they have to give you at least a little freedom to shoot threes. 100%. Now, now, do they want Giannis pulling up for three when like they're on a little bit of a run and they could extend it like he did? In he game walks. Four? No, he walks they, into they threes with 18 seconds on the fucking shot clock, it and, it's, and every yeah. single time, like I don't have any hair on my head, but I reach to pull it out because it drives me crazy. Protect <laughs> the beard. Don't pull the beard. I'm not doing that. Can't mess with the brand. I will say beyond the injuries in game four, the Bucks offense just flowed so much more freely. Kind of like after game one of the Bucks of the Heat series, rather, where 
you know, they they won that super tough, gritty game one and then came back in game two and just kind of opened up. And it was like they needed to grit one out in game three, which was like just disgusting. And then then it opened up in game four. They started hitting threes. They started shooting a ton of threes. P.J. Tucker even started making threes. And then things kind of got got rolling for them. And and w- when they're rolling, like like th- that's a tough offense to stop. And and Giannis got going downhill more. Giannis started feeding guys, and Giannis just being Giannis basically is a huge difference. When Giannis isn't trying to be Kobe Bryant, he's really good. But he, like, really, he's like unstoppable. Yeah. But you have this shit where it's like, look, man, their offense wasn't that good today. Like it, flowed it was more, just better. But like they didn't. <laughs> yeah, make it was shots. just better. No, yeah, they didn't they make, make shots. shots. No. Like, well, they did. Like, make they, shots. They, they pretty much. Well, won they the take twenty-seven threes in the first half. Like, like they got much, much better looks. Giannis took five of them. And things are going to go better when Chris Middleton's finally outplaying Blake Griffin, who has not, who's playing very high minutes, and um, is looking like. Detroit Blake Griffin now it's things are starting to come together they need to shoot better the I agree with Zach and I agree with all you guys the offense flowed more they weren't hitting shots but it just feels like they're a a, Mo, a Milwaukee Bucks performance away I, from closing this like I don't feel like it's it it also know. feels like they're a Milwaukee Bucks performance from being down three two like I don't yeah. know what that means a Milwaukee Bucks performance at this point yeah I wasn't sure what that yeah, meant like, either honestly. I'm sorry you're right <laughs> A, a right, I don't know, like what we've that, seen no, from the that's Bucks. A, it's non- a perfect down the middle statement. Like it, that's either a good or a bad thing. We don't know yet. Yeah, no, that's fair. I said that very stupidly, but I just, I don't know. Like I don't, I've always felt like this whole series, like it just wasn't going to be as bad as it seemed. And I, I think the, I think the key to Game Five, other than Kyrie James, is going to be what contact do they allow in Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. Oh, 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 KD shooting twenty free throws in game yeah, five. He, man. Should, he might, dude. Like they, yeah. like if he should have been this Tucker, one. They swallowed if, if the PJ whistle. PJ Tucker's tonight. not allowed to be. Well, the, the officiating this one, Jesus Christ, who puts <laughs> Tony Brothers, Scott Foster, and Ed Malloy on an officiating crew for a playoff game together? <laughs> like, and I'm not even saying that hurt the. It hurt everybody. It you did. didn't know what was a foul from one minute to the next. The play inside was. It's so physical, and and you know Blake Blake was taking liberties, oh, right, sure. with his physicality, he's, he's been very physical, yeah, yeah. And so you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily good basketball, but I, there are times where I'd rather him just swallow that whistle like they did in this game than than give us free throw contests, but, man. But here's I, the I'm thing: just not in the mood for that. I don't think they swallowed the whistle in this one. Like I just I don't like. I felt like game three they swallowed the, game three they just let him play. Right. It was consistent in this one. You have a you have a a play where P.J. Tucker is dry humping Kevin Durant up the floor and then touches him (laughs) on the arm. And they're like, oh, foul on P.J. Tucker. It's like, how was if like either all of that was a foul or none of that's a foul? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it was so inconsistent. And I just like I think it I think it kind of ruined the rhythm for both teams, at least in game three. They knew by like halftime, like, hey. We're just going to have to be like motherfuckers tonight. Like we're just going to have to like be more physical than the other team because they're allowing it and they continue to allow it. And it it ended up being a great product today. I don't think it was a great product. Yeah, it was Bucks have done a great job on KD the last couple of games. And it, it makes that job so much easier when you don't have Harden and you don't have Kyrie. 
Yeah. And you can focus everything on him. Like KD's job after Kyrie went out of, of game four was so much tougher. Mm-hmm. The the amount of defensive attention he got was so much more. And he's already got P.J. Tucker hounding him around in the first place. And P.J. Tucker, he's still got it defensively. Like, that, that dude is still a dog. Um, and and he's making Durant's life tough. And, and you know, when, when they the can— first three games. When they can sell out, when they can sell out the first three, <laughs> first two, first two. What are you talking first about? First two. KD had like he KD lit them up in the in the like quarters two through four in game three. In a bad first game quarter, three. that was it. Yeah, game three was a little bit tougher for KD, but it wasn't it wasn't what game four was. I mean, PJ no, Tucker no, no, no. really game was four, inside like, his, was jersey his jersey in game, game four. four. Yeah. yeah, can we? Can we I, shout I likened out? it to short no. boxes. KD in right? game in game game three, thirty points on eleven of twenty eight. If you hold him to that, you've okay. done a hell of a job. Yeah, right? that's but, win. but most of that was like most of that scoring and most of the bad or most of the bad shooting happened in but the first even, quarter. Okay, like the late three that put the Nets up one, mm-hmm. right? Like that was perfectly contested. What are you going to do better? There's no one in the uh, on earth who could do it better. KD just hit shots sometimes. So, but I I think they've done a much much better job on him and it, like without without those other guys He's going to need to be incredible, and and it's going to be harder for him to be incredible because they're going to be able to help off Mike James and Nick Claxton and all the other guys who are going to play extra minutes because Harden and Kyrie are out. Well, Dave, like they, this is a game where, like, game five is where Joe Harris has to take like twelve threes. I, you they know, have they to started. Well, they started the game with a Joe Harris three, and I loved it. Right, it was like it, that was the exact right movement for them right they needed to get joe harris going early because that's just going to make it so much easier when the main guys find him as that release valve but i mean joe harris what happened to joe harris man i, I don't think that the I mean, bucks they, they are have, really have defending him, him all that well no i, well, I mean I he thought, missed like nine wide open shots in that one game in game three yeah game, and no, game, game four they did a better job yeah yeah game three game three he was wide open all night and, but and he can missed. usually hit contested looks, man. And, and I don't I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's got something, you know, some kind of an injury happening. We don't know about it. But they have got to be worried about his shooting. I think that they need to do the exact same thing in the next game because now you don't even have Kyrie. So it's going to be even harder, I think, to get Joe Harris open. I mean, think about, like, the way it looked when uh, Duncan Robinson wasn't hitting those contested shots. That's kind of what we're looking at w- with, with Joe Harris and how much it's hurting Brooklyn's offense. But – Especially with no Kyrie. I mean, Joe Harris is it. It's Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and a bunch of guys who go out there and play hard. (laughs) Feels very targeted. Can the Nets survive without KSA? Kyrie's out. (laughs) And yeah, I I agree. It doesn't seem like Harden's coming back. Can the Nets survive without KD playing 46 minutes? Yes, Wait, he's playing 40, 42 to 44 I minutes agree for with sure. That. He has to, right? I don't think but they can, can they survive make it anyway. I think they're oh, done just if those guys play so play. Because I agree that you're going to be able to stay off so many guys. I mean, it's going to be more Bruce Brown minutes. It's going to be more Mike James. Like, I mean, yeah, I think it might be done regardless, oh, yeah. but KD's going to have to do something heroic in 46, 45, 44 minutes to at least make it threatening. I... I think they can still win the series, but it's going to depend on how the officiating of PJ Tucker on Kevin Durant is like, if they allow contact, then I think they're fucked. And if they, if they don't allow as much, cause you know, like 
you know, halfway through that game, <laughs> Sean Marks is probably emailing the league office like, guys, I got a problem with this. Here's some videos we put together. There'll be more later. Like, you yeah. know that they're like the back channeling happens all the time, right? Like we make fun of Daryl Morey for it, but it, it happens. It happens with every team after every game. And so um, I got to I got to think that whether they make it a public thing or not, and I don't think they really had a chance to because of whatever the hell happened in in the arena right after the game that caused an evacuation. It was a fire or something. Um, I don't I don't know that we got the public comments on that, but I guarantee behind the yeah. scenes the Nets are going to be sending Fair. stuff like, how is this not a foul? How is this not a foul? How is this not a foul? So if they allow if they allow Katie to roam free and not have that contact, then then I think there's a pathway to where the Nets can still win the series without those not two guys. Bad. I just don't I, I don't think it's terribly likely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably over. I it's it, probably this over, feels right? like yeah. you know, this feels like that uh Raptors Bucks series from the Raptors championship season. Um mm. the, you know uh, and I, actually that's not original to me. Uh, shout out to No Tech Ben who I was talking to and, and he actually reminded me of just how similar it is, um, you know, dropping those first two games and then everything just kind of changed where they, you know, they really, I think the Bucks probably yeah. should have lost game three. Oh, they absolutely should have. Like there was some right? huge, like yeah. that, that late layup by, um, by Drew Holiday when Bud, I'll give Bud some credit here, not calling a timeout. Um, mm-hmm. As they were coming up the floor, that was, <laughs> it was so bad. Some of the worst defense I've ever seen in a late game situation, like because <laughs> you had you had Drew Holiday on the right side of the floor, and Kyrie and Joe Harris have him contained, and then for whatever reason, Joe Harris decides to do like the the Monte Ellis. I'm gonna stop playing defense and just try to poke the ball from behind. Like there was no reason for him to do this. And he just does it. And then that puts that puts Kyrie essentially on an island. He starts dribbling towards the middle where Blake Griffin is. And then as he spins back, Kevin Durant is like two feet from the basket on the on the weak side and never steps over. Like you're seven fucking feet tall. just step over and then okay maybe he drops it off to pj tucker and now you're forcing pj tucker to make uh, a pressured shot there with probably some rotating defense or pj tucker kicks out to brooke lopez who hasn't really been a good three-point shooter this year i still would like brooke lopez in that in that sh- you know in that opportunity but you don't know what happens mm-hmm. there but instead he just stands there and watches a layup and like it couldn't have been worse defense as a team <laughs> unless they had just taken the ball from the holiday and put it in his own basket for him that's the only way. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, it was, was it was rough. stunning. It was, it was stunning how bad that that was. And, and I'm yeah. just like, the, I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? I was gonna say, I wonder if what they expected that, a timeout. Everybody was life? expecting a timeout, man. It, it, I, I really think they were. I think Yo, they did. Uh, <laughs> what about your life <laughs> makes you think you could steal the ball from Drew Holiday if you're Joe Harris? This this series is such a reminder of how quickly a series can flip, like. Four days ago, three days ago, whenever yeah. it was, like I was ready to, to. We were ready for a funeral. I was ready for Bud to get fired. Yeah, I was ready for the Bucks to need to trade half their supporting cast. I, I was ready for the Nets to to rattle off three straight championships. I mean, shit was coming about out about Bud going to the Pacers on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, have you guys started to to play this out yet? Like, 
the Bucks, how do you feel about them against the Sixers? You know, I mean, Embiid with the knee, like who even knows what that's going to look like? No Danny Green. Well, I mean, Danny Green not being there helps the Sixers, but I do think with oh, with wow. uh, with Embiid's wow. knee, I mean, I am a little worried. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> jerk. You're proposing a snow tire day at Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah, but I, I just think like it's just kind of crazy that all like I mean the finals is gonna is gonna now <laughs> I'm here for it. Yo, a Suns Bucks finals is a disaster for this league. <laughs> Jade, play the tape. You never count your chickens for the hat, and you never keep your apples in a bag. Never go out blind and spin your last dime, and you never count your chickens for the hat. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to watch yeah. uh, Utah. Uh, yeah, Utah, Milwaukee will be fun. Yeah, You're not yeah, trying that's to get true. the casual fan with us. Like, I mean, you know, it's funny, and and you know, we we talk about this stuff all the time about the, the large markets and stuff. You just got to sell these teams to these small markets, man. Like, it's a small market yeah, final. So if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, you better be tuning in because one day you're going to want, you know, Utah Jazz fans to tune in when you're. Grizzlies, well, they're not going to make the finals ever, but you know, Whoa! theoretically, you got a no, Hall of Famer kidding. over I'm there, kidding. Jaron kidding. Jackson. Jr. Hey, might have two. Might have two, man. I was going to say Dylan Brooks. Hall- oh Get no, yeah, of course. You mean future Boston Celtics, Brooks. Dylan Brooks, who's going to come play guard for the Celtics? Dylan Brooks plays his balls off. I just want it to be remembered. James put Suns Bucks in our group text. I think Jay said I was an idiot. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I which, I, which it is an idiotic <laughs> statement at the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, we thought you were golfing for like a month straight, so we didn't know That's how true. locked in you were. To we, this. we literally, for like three weeks, were like, "Hey, is James back?" I mean, you told us about this tea time that you booked like four months ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, James, like, sorry guys, can't record at the I country club today. Too. Sorry guys, I'm uh, training for the Masters. What about what? What about that Sixers team? Um, is this like? Do we feel like this yeah. is over between the Sixers and the Hawks? Like, because that one, oh hell look, yeah. the Hawks had a fun game one, but the last two games, there's just been a stretch of basketball in both games where the Sixers, and in game two, it wasn't even the mm-hmm. great players for the Sixers; it was the bench. It was Shake Milton and Dwight Howard, just like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. so much tougher than you. And then in game in game three. There was a point oh, where like Embiid and Simmons game. just was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, we're so much bigger. Like, there's nothing you can do here. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, their their size really has like a cascading effect. It's like you have to double Embiid, and he's handling in doubles awesome lately. Yeah, he's like a killer. He, he sometimes he just splits them and goes. Sometimes he he waits for him and and finds somebody. Sometimes you know he'll draw a foul out of it. Like he used to be. So very very poor at that at least for the level of player he was and and he's turned that into such a strength and like he found Thibel on a cut that was just a beautiful beautiful pass he, he the way he handles doubles and then you have to double him and then it's like well Tobias Harris is still bigger than most of the guys yeah. on your team and Ben Simmons is bigger than and everybody and, on your team and no DeAndre Hunter and, man. like that's that's rough yeah that that's that's a killer and so so I think the Hawks are they're just in in rough rough shape. They they 
they had a great run. Um, I don't see it lasting much longer. But F- Philly's defense is just awesome, man. Like, and when they turn it up, they they can just really, really guard. And they're so big and so long that they just they just put teams in a lot of bad positions on both ends. And and Embiid is playing at such a level that he just picks you apart when you have to double him. He picks you apart when you don't double him. It's just they're they're fun to watch. They they have been like just really really in sync lately as a team. I think we talked about it um, after the last uh, after game one, whenever that pod was. How the last few minutes of game one, even though Philly lost, I thought has since sent the tone set the tone for the rest of the series. Like it was all the stuff Atlanta was doing was cute, dribble drive kick the step backs like it was cute and then as soon as philly realized oh like we're just stronger and more physical and you guys can't do anything when we like press up on you like that has carried itself the physicality has carried itself after that and i i don't know if that was like a revelation moment because i think philly's played with that type of presence most of the year but i think for that specific matchup especially with the way atlanta started um having those final minutes in game one again despite the loss i think they went into game two like we're just gonna just out physical these guys and it's played its way out through every single game since then yeah and i think on top of that like i it seems like they've stopped playing trey young to score yes right like like they're not treating him like damian lillard and steph curry like they're i think they realize like yo this dude's looking to pass like almost every time and and he was like he killed the knicks obviously but he killed them in that first game because it just like it it felt like Oh no, we can't let him get a shot off. And he's, he's right. looking for that. He's looking to get in the middle of the floor and, and find everybody else. And then when you adjust to that, then he's looking to score. And I felt like that adjustment, like he's still playing well, but it doesn't seem to have as big of an impact anymore. Good point. I agree. Well, and Ben Simmons just with so much more length, like he's just bothering him. Yeah. Him and a Thibault. lot more than Danny Green. And, and, Danny, too, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and and Danny Green, like, let's be honest, man. Like he's not the individual defender that he used to be. This is a, right. this is a wing team defender. That's where he adds your value. Mm-hmm. And so, like in a series against a guy like like Trey Young, I wish Waz was still here to talk about Danny Green, man. He's a huge Danny Green fan. <laughs> Shout out to Waz. But, oh, Dan, but yeah, Danny so must, you know, Danny like, must have walked by and commented on his shoes once, and then he was like, literally. "Oh yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> that's his guy. It's him and Bledsoe. <laughs> now it's Bogey." <laughs> that is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, so that that was the big change, and, and honestly. That was an obvious thing from the jump. I don't even know what Doc was thinking in game one, right? Like this should have this should have been a sweep from a talent yeah. perspective. Sure, absolutely. And it was yep. it was purely letting Trey Young get going the way he did in game one that lost him that game. So, you know, I think that the, the Sixers have been damn good all year. Um, I still don't think they shoot enough threes, though. And so they're gonna run into a math problem against the Bucks. Because the Bucks are good, can shoot and play defense. Yeah, that's interesting. That idea, if those, if it is a Sixers Bucks conference finals, because I don't think Embiid like respects anybody on that Bucks team, and we know that Giannis doesn't respect Ben Simmons. Like he's called him a fucking baby <laughs> after all. dunking on him. Yeah. Like he's like, I, like I, the levels of disrespect there might be. That might be more of what we need than we need, like a healthy Nets Sixers final. I actually really want that series now. I forgot about the baby stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, he's like he's a fucking baby. Like, <laughs> like how do you get dunked on that someone calls you a baby? That's not right. Like, that's, well, I see, forgot all and, about and, that. You know, this is the thing though. Like that series, and and we'll obviously talk a lot more about it, but. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. 
Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I mean, if Giannis is playing predominantly center in that in that matchup, mm. they could really run them to death. Yo, you guys are doing way too much looking ahead of the next. I was right going to say, we've done a complete 180 in a week, nice. baby. Like, like we've already written off the Nets. Yeah, we're talking Bucks Philly. Like Harden couldn't possibly come back. Like Kyrie couldn't possibly come back at any point the rest of the series. I'm not. I'm not comfortable talking about Bucks versus anybody in the Eastern Conference Finals game. Who the fuck are you? When since when? I mean, it is Budenholzer season. Uh, I know. Again, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, all right. What about what about Clippers Jazz? I gotta admit, like I was, re- I thought the Jazz were gonna sweep them after Game Two, and I know Same. that's overreactionary, but I was just, I was prepared for the Clippers to just tuck their tail and and get destroyed in Game Three, and then and then be out. Um, but with uh, playoff P, baby, yeah, He's right, back. exactly. It's also playoff P season. So, um, did anything? happening game three that maybe changed your mind about this or maybe you believed in the Clippers coming back altogether um regardless but I like James I cannot believe that in game two and then in game three there were so many times where I just said to myself thank god for Reggie Jackson for the Clippers <laughs> Dude, like this is there is a real world in which Reggie Jackson is not in the NBA after the Pistons bought him out and I believe and I believe this just knowing Reggie a little bit that PG's relationship is the reason he got it. Like the stink around you guys know you guys have been around the league. It's not like people love Reggie Jackson at the, especially at this point. Like he's not a name that people have ever really talked about as a good locker room guy. Um, though I think he was kind of a nice guy. Um, he's not a good locker room guy. The way he plays isn't conducive to winning. And I mean, he goes to the Clippers and him and Paul George are like best friends. And I don't know if he goes anywhere else. And then he has like this revelation where he's, he looks much healthier. The three ball is the big thing for him. If you remember years ago, Reggie couldn't shoot at all. And the way he's shooting the ball now is, I don't even know. It's it's shocking as like somebody that watched him for every day for a couple of years. Like it's shocking how well he shoots the ball and teams still don't tend to respect him. They're letting him shoot. He makes tough shots. He was a guy, too, that clutch, if you look at clutch scoring, like in the fourth quarter, even those later years in Detroit, he was near the top of the league. And at the end of the day, he's a bucket getter and he feels rejuvenated. He looks rejuvenated. Um, He's able to be the fourth, fifth guy on a team. 
and that's more of the role for Reggie Jackson, and it's paying off for him. And I mean, he's he kept a minute in game two, and then yeah, game three at seventeen again in twenty nine minutes. Yeah, shout out to Reggie. I, I mean, I look, he's making himself some money. He is like he's going to get a yeah. contract. Yeah, he should at least like he might at least end up with like that one and one mid level, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was going to say he's he's probably going to get. A, uh, I would guess he could get the full MLE from somebody with the way he shoots, man. We, we know how valuable that skill is and, and he can attack closeouts. I mean, you know, James just basically laid out all the stuff that he's pretty good at as long as he's in the right role. Again, it's like the Aaron Gordon thing. He, he's the perfect guy for this Clippers team uh, in, in that role, right? The yep. guy who's going to be the release valve is going to hit open shots. And he's really like kept them in a lot of these games longer than they had any right to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, a caveat with that, that I think is interesting because you don't really see too many fourth guys on a team who have had experience as one, a one B on a team. So it's like, usually in those situations when you, you're kind of relying on your fourth guy to hit big shots or your fifth guy or whatever, like sometimes they don't show up. Like we, we could go through the list. I mean, Harrison Barnes and golden, like we can go down the list, Aaron Gordon struggling, but Reggie has like those moments, like big moments. So now you're just moving him back into a place where he's not the focus of the defense. I think it's kind of, it's super interesting that dynamic of a guy who's had to be, had to be the guy in the big moments and then fade back literally within just like a year. Um, and, and take on those opportunities. He doesn't obviously seem phased by those those late game opportunities and shots. From uh, from a, a playoff P perspective, Jay, if I say the rest of this series, Paul George is going to be, how would you fill in that blank? Worse than Joe Ingles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jay, man. <laughs> but, but like... That's that's kind of where my expectations are. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like the Clippers really really need Paul George to be very good. Yeah, and and the Jazz have more threats. Like like it can be Mitchell. It can be Ingles. It can be Jordan Clarkson. It can be if he gets back Mike Conley. It can be you know go go bear with 14 and 20 and five blocks it can be Bogdanovich can get yeah it could be Bogdanovich so like they just have a lot more threats to me and I also think I mean obviously Donovan Mitchell's health is number one for the Jazz moving forward if he's not right they're in a lot of trouble but like as good as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are defensively. There's not one person on LA who can keep Mitchell in front of them by himself. And I loved what the Clippers tried to do in game game three, which was just kind of double him, get the ball out of his hands, force other guys to do it. I think other guys will beat them. Like the the Jazz, they're too skilled for that. Um, but it it forced them off off balance a little bit and forced them out of what they normally do. And like, they've been a well-oiled machine all year. And so when you kind of try to force them to do things that they're not used to, maybe that makes a difference for a little while. I don't know. I, I, I don't trust the Clippers. I don't trust Paul George in the playoffs. You're only saying um, that because of the entire history of the league. <laughs> yeah. Like what is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying that because, because of everything they have done as a team like right. like no, for, you're forget right. forget the the history of the clippers organization forget everything that happened when when chris paul was there and 
when Darius Miles was shout out to Sean Livingston. What if Darius Miles catches strays here? What the <laughs> when when whoever else was there? Chris came in too. Shout out to him. But like like Paul George, his recent history has not been a consistent playoff history, and and I I'm at the point honestly like. I know I, I compared the Jazz to the Atlanta Hawks earlier, and I I thought they were destined to face a pretty early playoff Apologize exit. Apologize for it right now. Apologize for it right now. Are they the favorites right now? Phoenix. With the Nets banged up? I say Phoenix um, still. It's pr- it ooh, might be Phoenix, I, I, but... I don't know, man. It might be Utah, too. I mean, yeah. Utah... I guess Utah Phoenix is going to be a jugger, two juggernauts. That's yeah. the thing. If Conley is healthy in the next round, you know, and they make it to the next round... Utah and Phoenix could could be one of the best playoff series oh, we've ever seen. I, I want it the, so bad. It's incredible balance between the two teams. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's <laughs> 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 about to come. Forward. Did you just say Suns versus Jazz would be one of the most incredible playoff series of all time? I agree with yeah. him. It's a one versus two seed. They're pretty good. Got some good players. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, it's it's rare that you I have think, bad, a lot of bad players in the conference finals. Right, in the yeah, conference finals, you. yeah. But yeah. I just mean, like, with, with the matchup here, like, you look at, I mean, the styles makes fights thing, right? And, and it could go completely south because Chris Paul just hits that little, uh, that right elbow jumper 45 times in three games, and it's just a wrap, right? Very easily could happen. But I don't know, man. I, I think Donovan Mitchell and the way he's playing right now, and if Connolly is healthy, he's so much guarder, uh, harder to guard. I could that could be like a real like all time series. It's it's a I don't know. I I want it. Like I, I like think I've talked. Dave, I'm with I you. think I've talked myself into the Jazz being my favorite from here on out. I and think I think I'm riding with the Suns. Um, yeah, I'm with and, the Suns. But I I'm yeah, not I, th- I think, I think a lot of people healthy, are with the Suns. I think I'm riding with the Suns. I I get that, but also like the Jazz have just played beautiful basketball mm-hmm. all year long, and unless the Nets are totally healthy. There's no team that's going to like totally out talent the Jazz where like they're totally outmatched. Like that's just not going to happen. God. And even if the Nets, even if they do face the Nets and even if the Nets are totally healthy in the finals, like the Jazz could score 135 points a game against that Nets defense. They would, they would shoot so many threes. They would, nobody could stay in front of Mitchell. He would create a whole bunch of good looks for a lot of very good players. And it would be like 140 to 135 games. Now I don't know who would win, but, <laughs> but I've I've but talked if, myself if, into if, into the Jazz. If, I, I've Jay, gone Jay's full circle on the Jazz. Jay's Jay, 180 if, without an apology is iconic. Oh, there will be no apology. Jay's <laughs> 180 I, I, without an apology is I love it. It's on brand. Oh, I mean, a real takes compared Jeff never apologize, Mitchell. You you that's what you did. <laughs> That's what I fucking well, realized wait. this whole time. Jay King is 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 Mike Budenholzer. Michael, 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 Michael. Like he's all about <laughs> Jeff Teague. He's, he's, all, he's all about DeMar Carroll. Yo, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Play back the tape of last podcast when I just tortured Jeff Teague and said Budenholzer should <laughs> Essentially, be fired for even playing Jeff Teague in a playoff. You game. threw the nicest strays at Jeff Teague last week. Jade, play the tape. They played Jeff Teague fourteen minutes. That was a Teague, big problem. Teague is—he's just not going to be he, a threat on offense. Nothing. He gave them nothing. He's not going to be a threat That's on a nice offense. Way to he's say not going to be able to to switch onto Durant or 
do much of anything against Irving. Like Jeff Teague is going to give you very little in this series. And, and that's part of the reason why DiVincenzo is such a huge loss. You won't apologize for comparing the Hawks to the Jazz. No, I'm not letting you get away with this. This is bullshit. All right. This is the most offended I've been. I don't even give a fuck about the Jazz, but I'm offended. How many teams, how many teams, Jay, are the 2015 Atlanta Hawks? Is it like six in the it's league? It's whoever that are he doesn't believe in this week. That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> see, no, see, that was, honestly, that was a sign of respect because the Hawks played a, a beautiful brand of basketball. That was some of the most fun regular season basketball we've seen in a long time. Regular they, season. they played great basketball. Yeah. And and the Jazz are that this year, and like the Lakers, who would have had a lot more talent than them, were injured and got beat in the first round. And the Nets now would have a lot more talent than them. They're injured and may get beat in the I, second I like, round. I like yeah. listening to you scramble in real time as you like <laughs> slow words down, trying to figure out how you're going to get out of this one. <laughs> I'm not getting out of it. I'm, like I'm getting myself to, into this. It's like listen to the Wiley Coyote podcast. Like that's what it is. <laughs> oh no, I'm not getting myself out of anything. I'm getting myself into this one. As, jazz, as 2021 title favorites. As, you heard it okay. from me. As much as all we right. all like the Jazz, just really quick, there there's a real chance in which this series draws out another week, and Phoenix has just been sitting at home chilling. Um, and for that, not that alone. But that's kind of the cherry on top for me as the Suns is a favorite. Like, there's about to be some serious. Like, I think I don't. Mm-hmm. I think this Utah Clippers series at least goes six. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think, I think what's Phoenix interesting is, is if, the, if the Clippers rested, if the Clippers pull this off. is that a, is that a good thing though, or is it a bad thing? Because you know, there's a lot yeah. to. I may have just rhythm, killed the Jazz you know? too. I may have just destroyed their chances just by saying they're my favorite. I honestly, sorry, you Utah. talked for four minutes. I have no idea what you said. It was like, it was just un, it was expert gas bagging. I don't know where the fuck you stand on this, Jay. In the moment, I, I like understood what he said, but then when you like say it like that, Zach, I like thought back. I'm like, what the fuck did he no, say? Think about it right now. What did he say? I was pretty I clear. Know. I was pretty clear. They're my favorites right now. He's, like, it could be He's clear. No, no, here, let me six. Here I don't know who wins. He's very clear that that the Utah Jazz are his favorite right now. Okay. Right now, yeah. Because they remind him so much of the 2015 Atlanta Hawks. Which didn't exactly. win. Exactly. Orford and Millsap would have won a title, too, if if LeBron and AD had gotten injured. If LeBron had gotten injured, honestly, that Horford-Millsap year. They would have beat the Warriors? They would have. You know, the Warriors didn't have KD yet. What? He said, oh, you know. They didn't have KD yet. What are you fucking saying, Jay? Obviously, they weren't going to beat the fucking Warriors, man. <laughs> I love Jay, dog. Oh, my God. Yeah, they have Jay Crowder. Not with- I'm in tears. <laughs> I, I had somewhere I was going to go with this, but I think I'm just going to end the pod. That's going to do it for us. Thank you to Jason for thank you for the before. I don't know what the fuck I wish Waz had been here to hang up, I'm man. I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> for Jade Hoy producer, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. Cephalosha.
Cephalosha.